Welcome to the City Hill Podcast. We really hope you enjoy today's message. And if you'd like to find out more about City Hill, please visit our website, cityhill.london. How you all doing? Good, excellent, wonderful. Um, you want to sit down now? Yeah. Great, great. Probably not. Uh, so yeah, like Andy says, I'm Jamelia. This is week three. We are looking at a city on a hill, and um, we're going to be doing some prayer, but we're also going to be doing some discussions. So you're going to be chatting to each other. So if you don't like talking, sorry for you. Um, we're going to be doing a bit of that. Um, I'm going to read the scripture first from Matthew chapter 5, from verse 13 to 16. And this is ESV translation. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your father who is in heaven. Um, This is a really important verse it's our founding verse um we're going to be talking about light a lot today um and I was thinking this morning about the different lights that we have and what they're used for and I was thinking about like when you're driving and you're in fog your normal lights are not enough for visibility like you have to put on fog lights you have to have like a really intense light just to see a little bit in front of you and that's really important I was also thinking about the ambulance and the police and the fire service and how when they are on an emergency, even if they don't use their sound, they always flash their lights. And sometimes I've woken up in the night and I see blue and red lights outside. I'm like, what's happening outside my house today? So there's like a warning as a, it means something that like, you know, that something's going on, something's happening. Either there's somebody sick or there's a crime being committed, but it's, it's a warning light. Another type of warning light, if you have a car, is when lights come on on your dashboard and you don't know what they mean. And that means you need to pay out some money because something is definitely wrong in your engine. Um, Lights that we don't want to see. And then there's like celebratory lights, firework night, where people are putting out lights in the sky and it's all loud and exciting and bright. And also um, when you go to like a fun fair, there's attractive lights, right? They put all the lights out so that your kids will make you spend money to go on the little rides and stuff. It's like calling you all these flashing lights. And I was thinking as well then about like a small candle. And I guess now, because we're in a time where we have access to so much electricity, we might not carry candles with us. We might not have candles in our house unless like we just like the smell of it. We don't really use candles to, um, to light up our house or to light up our world. And... I was also thinking about a spotlight when you're on the stage and how once that spotlight goes on somebody, all attention is on them. Like, you know, like, they're about to do something very significant, they're a very important person in whatever is happening, and you're drawn to the light. And when we look at the scripture, like, right in Genesis, the first thing God does is he says, let there be light. 
And the light that he creates is so important that it fuels everything we do. It's how we tell the time, the seasons, the years, the months. It's also, if we go back to science and photosynthesis, how the plants grow and the trees. Um, we also recognise that we need light. When it gets to certain months of the year where there's not a lot of light, we get seasonal depression. People are just, like, really sad because there's not enough sun. We've got a lack of vitamin D. And so the light is important just to keep us feeling good in general. And so if we are the light of the world, and think of the sun for a moment, and then we're not shining, right? The sun's not there, we're not shining. What happens to the earth? What happens to the world? What happens to the people if it's just darkness? Um, and what a huge responsibility it is to be the light but I'm also, if anybody knows me personally, I'm a very practical person, right? So I don't like just saying things without acknowledging what that means on an individual level. So for the first five minutes, I want you on your tables to have a discussion about what it means to be the light of the world. What does that actually mean? We say it all the time. You are the light of the world. What does that mean? Like on a practical individual level for you, what is the light? What is the light that you're carrying? How do you shine it? What does that mean? Okay, you have five minutes. Go. <laughs> okay, so I would like to, I would like to hear from your conversations what you have determined it means to be the light of the world. I'm coming to you guys first, since you're in front of me. Man said, over here. <laughs> I'm about to throw it to Aaron. Um, <laughs> Pass the mic no, over here. Aaron, <laughs> what um, So we, we were looking at, um, yes, Noah. <laughs> we were looking at um, darkness being one of the plagues um, in Egypt and that almost like a consequence of like withholding the light and that being a punishment but also the contrast of um how light how we view light and also um the devil being seen as, a, as an angel of light and how light can be in um, some people can shine light as a misdirection um to try to sway people in, in ways in spaces that they shouldn't be looking, looking at, um, man's bare waffling, you know, looking at, <laughs> yeah, looking at um, how the devil essentially shone the light on the one tree that Adam and Eve said, uh, Adam and Eve were told not to eat. So that was a misdirection to go against what um, God was saying and looking at just how society now almost uses light as a misdirection and how we can use light as a misdirection. Um, but what does it mean to shine it properly? So to be a light of the world mm. is to shine to shine a light on the things that need to have their light shine on, okay. rather than misdirecting it and abusing it. So being intentional with the light. Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. Wow! Did you do that? Yeah. It's beautiful. I love it. It's brilliant. Are you gonna do another? What did you guys discuss? Are you sure? Yeah, we talked about how um, shining a light or living as the light is maybe not having the expectations that the world would have you have, like mm -hmm. in certain situations, bringing a different perspective mm. to those situations. Yeah, because light is definitely a contrast to the darkness. They're having different perspectives to yeah. what, what everybody else is thinking yeah. about and doing. I like that very well. Over here, who, who wants it? Should go with 
So we had a couple of things. Yeah. So we said that um, having having the light, it means that sometimes you have to expose things. Um, but I guess using the word expose can feel quite harsh at times. So I guess illuminating, um, revealing. Um, so I guess it's having the wisdom and the maturity to handle your light and shine that to, towards someone. Because it can be, you don't want it to be harsh. Um, we said... Spoke about like the softness, um, about like being warm, about being positive, supporting mm. someone, just being a noble, I guess, a helping light. Yeah, yeah. like a welcoming light, yeah. comfort, warmth, like a fire, like a fire. Yeah. Um, and also that you were saying about the illuminating part yeah you don't want to be a raving light you know <laughs> that's, well, that's <laughs> why we were laughing in yeah. the rain because yeah. <laughs> um, with that it also means being set apart as well mm -hmm. and sometimes like um, Trina said revealing truths that are uncomfortable mm -hmm. um, which Christine also said can make it really lonely as well at times mm. yeah yeah, yeah. So in case anyone didn't hear, um, being set apart and having to reveal things that may be difficult, which can also cause you to feel lonely if you're the only light in a, in a dark place. Um, and I guess the responsibility of when you are exposing things, your personal response to what you see as well is important. What did you have in um, We kind of just put, so we've got written down guidance, um, hope and... We kind of looked at it from the perspective of it not necessarily being a conscious thing. So shining your light not necessarily be something that you mean to do, but it comes from deep within and people are kind of drawn to that. So they see the way that you are and the way that you behave and just the things that you do to help others. And it's something that they want a piece of. Mm -hmm. So they want to know what it is that makes you be that way, what, what makes you shine your light. Definitely. Um, so people being attracted and drawn to the light, which the scripture says people will be drawn to it, right? And that it should lead them to God and how we might be shining and not knowing that we're glowing. Um, or we might be actively not shining because we don't want anybody to know that we're Christian and we're not really trying to put it out there like that. Um, so for yourselves now, uh, as an individual task, I want you to think about... Um, where you feel most comfortable shining your light? Is it when you're surrounded by other Christian people and you know that it's safe because there's light everywhere and you'll just blend into the lights and it will be fine, no one will pinpoint you? Um, do you feel comfortable shining your light at work, uh, with your friends, with your family, um, just on the street, in the general community? Where do you feel most comfortable and why is that? I also want you to think about what your perspective is, what is the narrative you've told yourself that it looks like to be shining for God all the time. So I feel like we can have a, an accurate representation of what that is that makes us not want to do it. So when I was young, I thought that if I sold out for Jesus, that I wouldn't do anything but stand on a corner and try and preach to everybody. Nice. And <laughs> my whole life would be consumed by trying to bring people into the kingdom and this would not allow me to have friends or like to just go to the cinema. Like I, I wouldn't be able to do anything apart from tell people about Christ. 
Um, and obviously I wasn't trying to do that, so I was trying to really step away from that kind of lifestyle. Uh, so I was dimming my light on purpose because I was afraid that I would become somebody I didn't want to be. So I want you just for yourselves to think about if there, if there is a running narrative in your head about what that looks like and why you might be potentially not trying to shine. Um, and the last thing I want you to think about is whether your light is dim right now. Um, you don't have to share this. This is just a personal inspection. Um, whether your light is dim right now. And if so, what you think the reasons are for that. Um, and if you have any things you want to note down, because we're going to pray after. So if you want to take a couple of notes on the post-its for yourself, um, then feel free. Otherwise, you can just keep it in your, in your mind. But yeah, just like four minutes to like think about those things. Um, now that I have put you in a space of reflection that's great I want to look at this table over here what form of light is on your table? candle a candle um, is it currently shining? no what does it need? fire, fire matches something to spark it so does it have the ability to shine? yeah, no. yeah. Yeah, it has the ability. It has the ability to shine, yeah. but it's not currently shining. No, because no, it needs something else, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, what have you got on your table? Uh, does it have the ability to shine? The ability, yeah. Why is it not currently shining? It's not connected to a power source. Mm, it's disconnected mm. from the source. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> what have you got on your table? Um, uh, it's a flashlight, is it working? No, it's not working. Does it have the ability to work? Yeah, it has the ability to work. What's it missing? The power source. Hey! Yeah. Battery power. <laughs> <laughs> so, all of us have the ability to shine. Doesn't mean that we're always shining, right? Things can happen, like if we lit the candle and then someone blew it out, the candle still has the ability to shine, but it's not currently shining, right? This bulb is actually blown. So that means it was it was shining at some point and then it and then it blew. So you know it needs a replacement. Um but it means that you can burn out, right? Sometimes when we are trying our best to shine and shine and shine and shine and shine, and we're not thinking about what we need to continue to shine, we can burn out. And then our light goes dim and we don't even have the strength or the energy to shine because we're just exhausted. The torch just needs a battery. Um, but the battery could also die out, right? And, and when, when do you know that the battery's dying out? What happens to the light? Yeah, it starts fading, isn't it? Or it starts, like, flickering. It gets dimmer and dimmer to tell you that um, you might need to change your batteries, right? So I want us to think about what do we need in order to shine as individual people, yeah? Like, what is our source? Like, what helps us? Obviously, God is our source, right? But on a practical, everyday level... What are the environments we need to be in to make sure we don't burn out, to keep us connected to the power source, to help us to shine, but not at the expense of our own well-being, right? Um, so I want you to think about that, and I'm going to give everybody a different task. So this table, I want you to think about um, on an individual, personal level, right? 
what do individuals need in order to shine, right? And um, this whole side right here, I want you all to think about, as a church, what would help people to shine? What needs to be put in place to enable people to shine? Um, and you all over here, I want you to think about, um, on a community level, what is the impact we want our lights to have? How will we know that we're shining? What change will we see? And I want you to put them, so write them on the post-it notes, and then I want you to put them in this lantern. You're gonna drop them in, right in here. Um, and then we're gonna pray. Okay, everybody know what they have to do? Yes, wonderful. Post-it notes, pens on the table. Let me know if you need any more. Okay, so the last thing that I need you all to do is pray. Look, we got there in the end. Um, so the things that you have written down on these post-it notes, I want you to pray them into, into existence. Pray them for the people in this room. Pray them for the people that are not here that are connected to City Hill. Like, how can we ask God to ensure that we shine in a healthy and sustainable way to bring the greatest impact? So, um, yeah, just take this time now. You've got all your prayer points in here. Um, and just pray for it to, to come to pass for us. Okay, I'm just gonna <clears throat> just gonna pray, and then we will be finished. Father, Lord God, we thank you for your awesomeness. We thank you that you have called us to be the light of the world. We thank you that in that we recognise that our lights may take different shapes and different forms. That in different seasons we might need to warn or to encourage or to show warmth and comfort or to expose, illuminate all of the things that you have required of us. We pray that you help us to feel comfortable in shining our lights, not just when we are surrounded by other lights, but when you are pushing us into dark places in order to give guidance and wisdom and direction and to help those who are struggling. Lord God, we want to shine in ways that are sustainable and we have put all of our requests in this lantern. We pray as a community and as a church, God, that over this year we will see the light shine for it to grow in strength, for it to grow in purpose and intention and that you will really showcase to us on an individual level the things that we can do to stay connected to you so that we don't burn out, so that our flame is continually being poured into in order to give light out help us to restore connections with you so that as you shine on us we can shine outwards into the community lord god we pray over this week that you'll continue to speak to us about this um, reveal things to us that we may not have have thought about um, and give us opportunities to shine in jesus name amen We really hope you enjoyed today's message. And if you'd like to find out more about City Hill, please visit our website, cityhill.london.